0: Welcome to Inside Flicks. This is a movie discussion podcast created by Three Brothers. My name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. This episode, we're going to take a look and review uh, two of Zack Snyder's films, uh, the recent Army of the Dead, which is now on Netflix, and his first movie, Dawn of the Dead, which was the remake of the George, the classic George A. Romero fi- uh, zombie film, or zombie sequel, actually. And so, I, I don't know, I, I think we should just kind of talk both uh, films at the same time because both kind of uh, are connected some way. And even Zack Snyder himself says that uh, Army of the Dead is kind of his quasi or spiritual sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Before we get into the review, we have to acknowledge the, a couple uh, celebrity deaths this week. Uh, Charles Grodin, uh, kind of a kind of famous 70s, 80s character actor um probably best known for uh midnight run i guess and what else rich um oh a lot of things um but uh most yeah most most kids would know him for clifford and uh beethoven beethoven, the, beethoven. oh was it was it clifford yeah he oh. was clifford too yeah oh, okay beethoven and yeah um i know him from uh probably like uh uh seems like old times neil simon's and he was in another neil simon movie i forget what it was but also um, uh, working with uh, J- um, John Candy and uh, uh, The Lonely Guy and Steve Martin. Steve Martin, you mean? St- Steve Martin. Oh, that was Steve Martin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which one am I thinking of with, with John Candy? It's practically the same movie. I don't. I uh, uh, lo- only the lonely. Only the lonely. Yeah. Okay, was well, right. in that movie? I don't. I don't. No, know. no, no. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Lonely Guy was Steve. It was Steve Martin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, King Kong, the seventy six version mm-hmm. or whatever the, the seventy. Who who else? Who else died this week, Rich? Paul Mooney, the uh, great com- uh, comedian and uh, um, scr- um, uh, writer. Yeah, he wrote for um, everyone. Richard, um, Richard Pryor. Yeah, uh, I think I, I he he. I think he became kind of revered when he when he appeared in the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah he did get uh he did a couple uh, of guest uh, spots there t- and on the dave Chappelle show which made him kind ask,
1: of... ask a black dude <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um
0: it, it's funny funny I, I i like a month ago or maybe even longer than that i saw him on uh spike lee's bamboozled he had a small part in that movie mm-hmm. and i yeah. it, he was wonderful in that film and it's too bad that he never really became an actor because i think he had he had a career in acting but um uh, Raymond, what, what's your thoughts on Charles Grodin, who who recently passed away? I mean,
1: unexpected, but it it, it makes it make it kind of made sense. Um, I mean, he 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 was up there in age. Yeah, but it was still it was still very un, unexpected, I would say. And um, I mean, I mean, it's it, it's sad. And um, when when it when it happened, I, I I immediately wanted to go back and watch some of his old movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I I revisited a uh, Midnight Run and. I've been trying to find for such a long time the the, the original 1972 Heartbreak Kid, but I can't, you can't, you can't find that movie anywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, I read. You can't I read, find it. You I read an find article it, like, too. On, on, oh, really? Uh, yeah, someone made an article about it also that it's it's impossible to find. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can't find it on DVD or like Blu-ray or or anything. I don't think it was ever put on Blu-ray. Mm. It's not streaming on anywhere, not even for rental. Is it on YouTube?
0: Yeah, I think it is on YouTube. I'm not sure if it's you know the quality or whatever. I'll I never probably, played. Yeah, it'll probably be really bad quality. Like, a, but it's, it's probably the only way. VHS you could, copy. It's probably the only way you can watch it. Yeah.
1: Remember when we watched uh, Ruben and Ed from on YouTube it was <laughs> yeah, like a VHS copy? Now it's on Blu-ray. <laughs> so maybe they'll put this
0: on Blu-ray next year. Uh, Grodin also was like kind of famous for his uh, guest appearances on David Letterman. He, uh, he had also a talk show. Yeah. in the '90s, he was kind of had. He was famous for his deadpan comedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, you know, he, the, his comedy was very, st- you know, straight man. He was very dry. He was dr- he's known as a dry hum- uh, humorous. Mm-hmm. and and you see that in like in uh, Midnight Run because mm-hmm. he is like the straight man to robert de niro robert de niro was kind of like the the wild character in that film if believe it or not because uh because he's so dry and i think i always kind of would i think phil hartman kind of went with that kind of type of comedy when you think of phil hartman he's kind of has the same kind of dry and i always thought maybe he was doing an imitation of charles grodin or at least that type of, of very kind of Dry wit, you know. Well, I mean, some some comedians just do that. I mean, like Harold Ramis did too, also like that. Um, you know, it's just 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 it's just the way. I mean, it's just a uh, oh, a style. Yeah, yeah, it's a style, style of a comedy. Yeah, Leslie yeah. Nielsen probably did the best. <laughs> Leslie, did. Uh, but Paul Paul Mooney and another comedian, a totally different style. He was more kind of. Uh, he, I think he, you know, in a lot of ways, I think he was even. Funnier than than Richard Pryor, as someone who would go, I mean, someone who goes blue. You know, at least he was in that level. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I thought he was incre- incredibly funny, and he and it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's Just it's just a sad time because uh, you got two great comedians passing away, and hopefully people will find their work. Uh, watch uh, um, uh, Bamboozled. It's a really kind of great performance by him. A real quick, like cameo role. He played uh, he plays. Um, Day- damon williams uh um, father in that in that film you can remember him in that role but or whatever and, and you can't remember him in dave <laughs> he was in dave uh, tra- no charles groden charles groden dave he, oh yeah i don't know yeah see <laughs> well i just saw i just saw uh oh but i couple- see dave all the time when it's on, on tv and stuff like that but his best role i mean um, yeah what later- is what is uh charles groden's best role rich uh well, I was gonna say his best, one of his last best roles was uh, his role as a doctor in uh, Louis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, you can see that dry humor again. You know, up against a mm-hmm. uh, Louis uh, style of comedy. But I think his, his best comedic role is probably um, uh, seems like old times, w- working against uh, Chevy Chiv- Chase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, so uh, we recommend watching Midnight Run. Uh, if you can find Heartbreak Kid, go try to find it <laughs> somehow. Uh, and there's a, a ton of clips of him and on Letterman on YouTube, mm-hmm. and also uh, Paul Mooney. Go check out his. I'm sure there's a lot of. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of clips of of his act on YouTube as well. He's a very funny man. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, the Chappelle Show uh, did a, um, uh, a retrospect of his clips on, oh, cool. on YouTube. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so check those out. All right, let's get into Zack Snyder's Dead franchise. <laughs>
1: You ready to play? There's $200 million in the vault beneath the strip. With a 32 hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. It's not too late to go back.
0: They're not what you think they are. They're
1: smarter. They're faster. They're organized. you can Oh, gosh. what is this? It's a goddamn zombie tiger. That's crossing the line.
0: Let's start with Army of the Dead, I guess. Army. Okay. Yeah, let's start with Army of the Dead. Uh, um, this is a Netflix original film. This was a kind of like, a, I think it was like a $90 million budget. What was the budget on Dawn of the Dead? Oh, I don't. According to Wikipedia, it says twenty six million. Okay. Uh, according to the official synopsis on Netflix, Army of the Dead, uh, it it's set after a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas. It centers on a group of mercenaries who take a who take the ultimate gamble by venturing into the quarantine zone for the greatest heist ever. Uh, Rich, who's in the cast of this uh, film? There's a lot of people in this film. Well, it's mainly starring uh, Dave Bautista from, uh, you know, Drax, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but other than that, it's uh, Ella Purnell is his uh, daughter. And she's probably best known for, uh, what show was that? <laughs> we were watching her on uh, uh, Sweet, Sweet Bitter. Bitter. Sweet yeah. Bitter. But yeah. she was in, in the Tim Burton. Yeah, that Miss Peregrine yeah. Uh, movie. Yeah. yeah, And also uh, Amari Hardwick, uh, Ana de la Reguera, mm-hmm. uh Theo Rossi from Sons of Anarchy a uh, newcomer or newcomer to me um Matthias uh Schwigoffer? <laughs> Schwigoffer? Schwigoffer? yeah he's uh, the the safe crackter, yeah, cracker yeah, d- the d- German d- safe cracker <laughs> and we'll talk about his character cuz he's going to be in he's he's like the main character in the in the prequel film that's coming out soon but right go ahead. uh Garrett Dillahunt uh Dillahunt who uh, his best decision was to leave uh <laughs> No. Fear, fear of the fear, walking, fear dead fear. And walking dead to join yeah. the army of the dead uh who, who else is in this uh tig Notaro oh yes yeah, and so. rawl uh rawl costillo uh nora nora Arnaz Arnazeter? honor's yeah. yeah that's enough yeah nora honor's hmm. and um uh our favorite the uh, hiroyuki sonata from yes. mortal kombat yeah recently in for Mortal combat um yeah, so this is this is basically kind of like a, a a mosh pit of genres. You got zombies, you got heists, you got uh mercenaries, uh a lot of action. Uh Rich, what's your thoughts on the Army of the Dead? Yeah, it's a good dirty dozen um type of flick, you know, of uh uh meets zombies meets like everyone was saying, Ocean's eleven. I don't know how that I mean <laughs> just just because it's on Vegas. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 entertaining. It's a little long, but um it's Netflix. It's entertaining. It's yeah. uh for Netflix it's a it's a good film. And uh a a great starring vehicle for uh Dave Batista and I'm I'm hoping uh, uh he gets better roles for it too. And Dave Batista famously gave up his role in the new Suicide Squad for this. Yeah, a mysterious role. He hasn't announced what it was, but um
1: he was probably going to be. He was in probably John Cena's role, right? peacemaker, peacemaker, peacemaker? Yeah. probably. That's, that was the original rumor.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. was it? Okay, so he gave that role up to start in this uh, this this film because he always wanted to work with Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. and, was, and then it was the leading role. And uh, I guess I guess it kind of all works out. I mean, uh, Raymond, what you what's your thoughts on Dave Bautista in this film and Army
1: of the Dead? Oh, just talking about Bautista, I, I thought Bautista was was fantastic in this movie. I was really impressed by Bautista because even though you know we've all seen him give a great performance in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. I unfortunately had to see Dave Bautista <laughs> in the movie in the movie Stuber. Yeah, you you hated and, you hated that movie and you hated his performance in that
0: movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I hated everyone's performance. in <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um yeah so i was i was really impressed with um with baltista I, I have a lot of very complimentary things to say about the uh, about his performance because this the script the script for this movie is very um you know cliche yeah it's very yeah. formulaic it's very by the number script but um and i and i could and I've, I've, I've you know this movie came out in theaters a week ago you know we're we watched it on netflix mm-hmm. but um since since, you know, there was a week leading up to this, I, I saw a bunch of reviews for this movie and uh all, there was you know, a lot of criticisms towards the screenplay, but I I think uh, you know, having this cast and having, you know, Bautista, I guess this is very much my defense I had for Godzilla for Godzilla vs. Kong, <laughs> but the cast I thought really just elevated the material and I thought, you know after, you know, watching Zack Snyder's Don of the dead you know i i thought he in that movie he wasn't working with the with you know of the best actors and i thought you know that mm. cast kind of brought the script down a little bit as oh, i wow. hear i thought you know that yeah i hear i think the script is not as good but the cast is better and i thought they they elevated it a lot well Don of the dead uh was written by james gunn
0: you're know, speaking mm-hmm. of james gunn and um yeah. i kind of liked both I, casts. I'm um, i'm i'm
1: mixed on i'm mixed on james gunn's writing. Okay. <laughs> I've okay. always been mixed on. I've always been mixed on
0: this so are you saying that you are a uh do you think Army of the Dead is better than Dawn of the Dead?
1: That's tough. Um that's tough. Uh because the screenplay's worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Army of oh, for, for Army Army the re- r- Dead, yeah. Yeah, this Army of the Dead has a really, really bad screenplay. But again, like I was saying, the cast really elevated for elevated the, the movie for me. Um like Bautista, I, I like, his performance, man, like, it was, it was excellent in this movie. He really kind of reminded me, and I, I know I'm probably going to piss off Rich with what I'm about to say, but he kind of reminded me of, like, Mel Gibson in Lethal <laughs> Weapon. Like, he really, like, <laughs> no, because Lethal Weapon, it's, like, just, it's kind of just, like, an action movie. But, but Mel Gibson elevates that movie so much. He takes it to, like, a to, uh, he, bring, he brings so much weight to that film. And I felt the same, you know, with Bautista here. You know, this is very much just a genre movie, you know, a dumb genre movie. But Bautista's performance, I think, he really elevated everything.
0: But Rich, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Is Bautista the new Mel Gibson? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I thought his performance was more like a like a, a Bruce Willis type of performance, where oh, Bruce yeah. is more silent, um, mm-hmm. not you know the you know the silent type, Bruce Willis type, you know. Um, <sighs> Probably like Bruce. Well,
1: I was and, thinking. I was thinking a lot because of the and, and the storyline because you know in and, and Mel and Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. You know, he just you know lost his family and stuff, and then you know Bautista's going through the same thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they're both kind of suffering from uh, grief and uh, the feel. They're the both characters are very lonely,
1: and uh, in a lot
0: of ways, it's like they're both on suicide missions. And, yeah. Uh, but I think, I,
1: maybe like Arnold and Commando. <laughs> I, I think Bautista brought a bit more to it than that. <laughs> uh, my
0: thought, my thoughts on Dave Bautista in this film is that he was a really strong actor. I don't think, it, I don't, but I don't think we've seen seen his potential yet. No, I I saw his potential in that um, the short film for Blade Runner. 249 um, That short. There was a short if film have, for it. Oh yeah, if you haven't seen that short film, I mean that the, they did like three of them, whatever. Yeah, Jared Leto had one too, and yeah yeah there was an anime one too right yeah yeah
1: maybe watch i the did short. But i don't i don't think i did watch the
0: short man he's fantastic yeah. in that That's... well watch stuber <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe the blade runner film is his you know at his height at his top uh level of acting but uh th- this one he was fr- he was he was good he was solid and I think the cast is solid in this film. I, I I I like the acting in this film. I mean, I think Zack Snyder has an like kind of incredible instinct for casting. I think I really kind of like his casting because uh, he usually he usually doesn't cast the normal A list actors. Let's I mean, talk
1: about really quick about let's talk really quick about Tig Notaro because right. I thought she was really like a scene stealer in this movie, and this was like one of those weird castings that just kind of paid off. It, it, he's he it seems like he was trying to do like um what he did with Jesse Eisenberg in uh, in Batman vs. Superman but here here it really worked. Hmm.
0: Yeah, well, will see this, the story behind the Tig Notaro role is that she replaced uh Christelia, <laughs> kind of uh, a, a disgraced comedian who's now in, in a lar- big scandal, you know, we won't go through go through it but but for uh, obviously it, it, having him on uh, uh still on the cast would uh, hurt the promotion of this movie so they
1: and i was surprised by what a big role it was
0: yeah, yeah me too me too because it's not it's not just a cameo i mean this is a she's part of the cast and what they did they they totally replaced uh chris D'Elia with tignatario with kind of this all special effects because it was all done her tignatario did a uh, was all in green screen and it was like replacing somebody in a movie, kind of like a Chris Plummer type of way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly like that.
1: <laughs> and um, but um, but more technical. I'm very technical. curious. I'm very curious how much the dialogue changed. Like, did the Tig int- improvise, or is is that the same dialogue that Chris right. was delivering? Oh,
0: that's interesting. Because, I, well, I ha- I've seen Tig Notaro in the in the Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. And it's a fair, she's playing very similar. I mean, she has like one kind of acting tone or whatever style. And mm-hmm. it's very similar. So I think it's, this is her acting. This is, you know, if you're going to cast her in another movie, you're going to get this type of uh, this deadpan style. Speaking of Charles Grodin, she's another one who, she's another comedian who has this great deadpan style. And uh, I I I think the, the acting is all her, definitely all her, and she's great. She is fantastic in this part. Yeah, and but I wonder if uh, Chris did. I mean, I mean, if Chris did this exact same thing. I mean, did did he leave the blueprints for her to just uh? <laughs> well, I did know. I do know that she was able to watch the whole movie before agreeing to do mm-hmm. the part. So right. she was able to watch. I'm assuming his his performance. Uh. But uh, so I don't know if she took anything away from it, or whatever. But I, I whatever the case, I think it's. I don't want to give. I don't think she's copying a performance. I think this is definitely no. her. And it, you know, this was a kind of a, a astonishing, like green screen, yeah. It's, it's astonishing uh, effects. It's astonishing if a replacement here, but totally believable. There's no, no one would know right. that she was not part of this cast or wasn't part of this
1: original cut it's funny there's one there's one shot in the movie where i thought she looked a little green screen yeah but it's not it's not a, it's not a shot that you, it wasn't a, it wasn't like an action sequence it was just sh- a shot of her by herself <laughs> uh-huh. it, it's not it's not even like the, a shot that you would expect because um, like during all the scenes where she's with the entire cast it looked perfect
0: yeah and it's, it's so funny that zack snyder was able to do this replace a, a whole person where josh whedon wasn't able to replace a mustache <laughs> or, <laughs> oh, you know, with yeah. the justice league film you know so it's it has something to say about how we are so advanced in technology <laughs> that we could do this stuff but i mean zack Snyder has built a, this really great effects team because i do like all the effects in the film i mean the ti- the, the zombie tiger sequence in the film oh, yeah, i thought great. was really really good and when i saw it in the trailer i go oh that's so stupid that's a dumb joke or whatever yeah really? it's, it's what don't you i when i saw it, that got me excited for you. i didn't think so i thought it was going to be a one note joke it's cuz it's, cause it's uh, Siegfried and roys tiger and it's a zombie i thought it was just a dumb joke but it turned out to be actually a, an important part of it. Well, not an important part but it it turns out that it, it plays a purpose in the film and it's and it's all done great because obviously that has to be cgi um, but um, yeah, it's like Zack Snyder knows how to f- do these kind of uh, special effects films, and uh, and it, you know he's good at that. I think he's the master when it comes to these technical stuff, where other directors kind of fail.
1: Now let's talk a little bit about the about the story of this movie, because while we while we can, I think we'll all agree that it's very cliched. It's you know very generic. Something that I thought was very cool about this movie is that it really, and maybe Mike will love this, or actually maybe both of you will love this, hmm. but it really reminded me of, like, Ghosts of Mars, <laughs> like, with the zombies and stuff, like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you guys get that vibe and stuff, but instead of Mars, it's, like, Vegas, it is really, it had almost, like, Escape from, escape from New York and, like, Ghosts of Mars, like, combined, but, like, through Zack Snyder's, like, Dawn of the Dead flare. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it definitely like has this kind of b style or b movie uh
0: type of grindhouse, but it's also very much an action film i you know I never you know what now you say that it does feel maybe a little bit of carper John carpenter influence maybe here but, but
1: it's I, all Snyder.
0: Yeah, which is yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean,
1: cause I mean, so many people try to, you know, they, they, they're influenced by a filmmaker and they just copy it. You know what I mean? Like a movie that I love that you could say is maybe like Joker, which is just, you know, copying a bunch of things where this, you know, feels yeah. like its own thing. Well, I got the sense
0: of aliens, uh, James Cameron when I, when I, when I saw the really? movie. Yeah. I got a lot of, actually I got a lot of James Cameron. I think I'm like, starting to see it now, but I didn't see that at all while watching the movie. I mean, I think, I think Zack Snyder, uh, was, Look to James Cameron's movies a lot. I mean, even Titanic, because uh, the way they set it up here with the film, and this is what I kind of automatically thought about when I saw this in the movie, was that he sets up the the heist as uh, as a flash forward, or like they're they're talking about the the, the plans of you know, yeah. you have to break into Las Vegas. It's filled with zombies. You have to shoot them up. You have to go to. The hotel, you have to go down to the it's,
1: it's not much of a heist, right? It's yeah. just like it's kind yeah. of like a video game heist in yeah, the way. It's, very, it's
0: yeah, this is very much a video game type of movie where and then you gotta go down to the vault under underground, and you know, so they set that up right away, and then you have to take the money out, and you have to go and you take the money to the helicopter. So they set up this kind of idea that this is the heist, this is the plan. So when they do that 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 plan, we the audience already know the information, and they don't have to tell us it tell us it right mm-hmm. so, yeah all so, those kind of heist movies have that scene like that oh yeah that's true that's true but uh i i automatically thought of titanic because titanic did the same thing with uh, this is how the the boat collapsed it broke in half it did, you know that bill paxton sequence where they kind of they give their theory and how the the, the 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 boat sank so, so when we go to the third act of titanic we all know what the hell's going on so chaotic mm-hmm. but but we already know because of that what they set up I think I the I saw the the similarities in both films and like I think, and I, think I think that Steiner, is a
1: very interesting approach that James Cameron took with, with Titanic <laughs>
0: yeah I mean everyone I mean I think that was a very smart way to do it because not it's a way to not to confuse the audience to tell the audience this is what's going to happen in the movie without saying like uh, you know giving you giving the informa- it's, a, it's a way to give the audience infor- information so they mm-hmm. won't lose their attention or won't lose focus at the third act and I think Snyder has done the same thing in here with Army of the Dead where he kind of just says here's the here's the heist how it's supposed to plan out and then once we go into it uh, we we don't get confused right so it's all about just action action at the third act uh, d- did anyone got like James Cameron connections here <laughs> no or was no, it just me no. I, I think that was all you uh was far from my mind on this one <laughs> Well, I mean, right away I got uh alien vibes because of the character Chambers and she's uh she's a kind of the the, the chola looking one, the one with the <laughs> yeah. red, red bandana, she's wearing the red bandana and she is uh I thought that was an homage to um vasquez in mm-hmm. aliens did you
1: probably but i mean i think that's just like there's that's kind of a like generic character in a lot of these action movies oh right? i
0: i know i maybe you're right maybe that's right but i thought i just i just thought i just got an alien vibe and i thought that was definitely he was throwing he was tipping his hat to to vasquez and the he actor. might have i mean I, i'm sure Zack snyder's a big fan of that movie actually you know in both films uh, dawn of the dead and army of the dead i, I got a lot of james cameron's aliens both in both films a lot of the vibes same vibe
1: like i got big carpenter vibes and again like carp like carpenter but set you know in in with the aesthetic that snyder set up in um in dawn of the dead but also kind of stuff snyder's been doing more in in the modern day because i think um snyder's filmmaking has just really evolved a lot since dawn of the dead i mean that was his first film and I, i and i think um yeah, I guess it's it's a bit of a mixture of everything we've seen throughout his filmography up to this point, and and a lot of Carpenter, I think, specifically Escape from Escape from New York and uh, Ghosts of Mars. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Rich, what, do you see any
0: connections to any other filmmakers here? No, I I, I just I just felt Carpenter. Yeah, and like uh, Escape from New York, which I mentioned before. Maybe maybe even the Starship Troopers. I don't know. It's just another like movie. Were where... you
1: disappointed by the heist?
0: Uh, aspect of the story, like it was easy to break the vault and you know, stuff like that. I mean, it was like,
1: well, when when they first described this movie, like that we were gonna get a zombie heist movie. I thought there was gonna be a lot more of a like an Ocean's Eleven, like you know, like this person does this, this person does that, and you know, we have, we have to break through this thing, and then there's this obstacle and this obstacle and this obstacle, and there really wasn't any of that. There's just like we have to stay indoors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only thing I, the only thing I didn't. I, I, the
0: only thing that I didn't understand right away is um the mentality that the the so-called zombies have um in the very beginning where um where they said like uh we gotta sacrifice somebody to uh, to to be able to to go in. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't understand that. Why the hell would you know? This, these are zombies. Why? Why would they? You know.
1: But that was the Ghost of Mars, uh, right? They, they had like a like a. I don't know, man. They were like a van, more advanced. They weren't like regular zombies. And I'm I'm hoping that in the in the to me, it's sequels not, it's, that they'll explore that more. To me, that's that's why
0: I'm saying it's it's a lot like Ghost of Mars because Ghost of Mars, I think they were more like um um uh, vampires. Yeah. And this is yeah. This is a lot like this is a lot more like uh, um. I Am Legend also. Yeah, all, all, all this kind of stems from, especially this type of zombie kind of stems from I Am Legend, the classic horror novel from Richard Matheson, and which is kind of famous for this kind of different. It's actually it's more kind of a zombie a vampire hybrid. Or even like the, the movie we just saw again, uh, uh, 28 Days Later. I mean, the, they were like. They weren't really zombie zombies also. They were like also uh, bloodseekers also. They were full of rage. Yeah. I mean, I think that's uh, what's... uh, Let's talk about that. I mean, the evolution of the zombies, does this take it to a new level or does it kind of
1: just sticks with the same kind of... uh, It's doing something different, but I mean, it's just barely set up in the movie. I mean, we already know that, you know, they've announced that there's going to be a a prequel and sequels and spinoffs and even an animated series based on this movie. And I'm sure, you know, they're they're planning to explore a lot of all of that in, in those movies and you know, we'll find out then whether it whether it's good or not. But this is just a little bit of a tease and the tease I got was ghosts of Mars and I think that's pretty cool. We've never seen that with zombies.
0: Also, oh, did you do you like Ghost Ghosts of Mars? I like parts of it. Oh, okay. Because I'm a I'm a fan of Ghost of Mars.
1: I know a lot of people. I know, that's why I, that's why I brought it up. And I said I know this is going to make Mike
0: happy. <laughs> well, I mean, because uh, uh, and a lot of people hate that movie, and and
1: uh, I I thought it was... I think people are kind of coming around on it. It's just you know it, it's because at the time it it didn't compare to you know Carpenter's classic films and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But you know now we Ike Carpenter has <laughs> made a lot of you know even worse movies like The Ward, and I think you know, people look back at Ghosts of Mars a bit more fondly. Well, I, I, it was something that
0: was certainly a kind of a B movie. It, it didn't go. It didn't try to uh, try to reinvent that grindhouse genre type of thing. I mean, I mean, it was certainly for for something that for a certain uh, type of horror fan, you know. It was it was mm-hmm. not taking itself very seriously. It wasn't for everyone. Yeah, it wasn't for everyone at the time, and I think when people look at it, it's and still it's not a perfect movie. I mean, it's Ice
1: Cube as, <laughs> and and let's just also say Ice Cube's acting has gotten a lot better since that movie <laughs> <laughs> It's about the same actually, but I mean, but
0: uh, it's you know it's it's this, it's this type of kind of action film. Where it's where it's a, it's a it's a genre mashup of of a western space. This is vampire zombies, all it's all, and that's what I kind of liked about it. And that's what I kind of like about this Army of Dead. It's kind of this you know, it's, a, it's an action, it's a mercenary, it's aliens. We see there, there's a lot of elements here that we've seen before, but it's kind of all cobbled together in this is Zack Snyder, uh, you know in invention you know he's he's putting a lot of uh, spices in this kind of pot
1: and and it re- and it really feels like a like a live action video game in in the good way
0: oh yeah 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 i, I definitely in a got good way. i definitely got video game vibes to this mm-hmm. and then i go and and when i was watching i go oh this is like this is this is the video game uh, movie that everyone's you know looking for like this is like gears gears of war or something like that yeah this is like this is very very much a for video game Fans, it's,
1: gear, it's gears of war, it's gears of war meets Dead Rising,
0: <laughs> yeah, or the or Resident Evil franchise or something like that. I mean, it, it, this is just and it's, and it, so it's not something to be taken. I don't think it's it's a film that needs to be digested or kind of analyzed fully. I mean, because I think it, once once you do, you see you'll see a lot of plot holes and uh, and there is i mean there's a lot of things that doesn't make sense there's a lot of character motivation here that i go that's
1: but you just go with it i mean the movie moves at a pretty for a two and a half hour movie it goes by at a pretty good pace it's not as good as a pace as like the 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 snyder cut of justice league it doesn't move that's a four-hour movie and it doesn't <laughs> quite move as well as that one but oh really but it still moves really well for a, for a two and a half hour film i i thought it, I, I thought it ran smoothly i mean from the i think from the very beginning kind of took yeah, off I, I agree but maybe not quite as smoothly as like the snyder cut did in, in my opinion okay okay wow. wow
0: i thought i thought the snyder cut kind of really kind of slowed down in the maybe second act but um You're crazy <laughs> but this 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 one kind of just took off and never kind of and never stopped to t- take a breath and i think the negative effect of that is that that it doesn't it never really slows down to develop the characters cuz we, we don't really get to know any of the characters in this movie other than maybe nope. <laughs> Dave Batista maybe a little bit we
1: just their introductions that's about it
0: yeah yeah and Dave Batista's character there's a, su- a subplot here concerning him and his broken relationship with his a strange daughter, played by Anel, um, Ellen Pernell, and that's probably the weakest aspect of the film, just because it it kind of slows the movie down. It's true, and it's not really written well. But I kind of personally, I found it, I found that relationship, that father daughter relationship, <laughs> were fascinating, only because the movie is also written by Zack Snyder, and he recently lost his daughter you know mm. she tragically committed suicide so when i was watching i go wow man is is this saying something about zach is this is he working throughout you know he's working some issues here because i found it you know extremely personal in that those scenes because of what zach had gone through and and um you know if, if i you know i had these questions like does zach does he has like survivor guilt does he blame himself for his daughter's death and this is just things that i'm thinking of on the surface though And if you don't know Zach's personal story, the dialogue here is very mediocre,
1: you know, and but I was really kind of thinking of that father daughter dynamic. Well, the reason the reason I didn't hate those sequences, even though I do think they really slowed the movie down and like the movie almost comes to like a screeching halt whenever they have their scenes together what i what i didn't mind about it was again the cast i mean the, oh. the acting between bautista and, and his daughter i thought were very good i mean I, if, if we had bad actors you know doing those sequences it would have been really really rough yeah yeah but i i think it was a really a great showcase for for bautista as an actor
0: yeah and i also want to give zach some credit for touching on a subject matter that i had to be difficult for him to tackle because you know this is this is the first movie he directed since the death of his daughter. And, and the movie, a lot of the movie is about this father daughter relationship. And I thought, I thought, uh, uh let's give him some credit for that. And even though, you know, I did find the, some of that stuff kind of very pedestrian, but, um, you know, I, I, I just thought it was very personal and I, let's give him some credit for it. Mm. Oh. Let's create it. <laughs> you don't have anything to say, Rich? No, nah, I mean, it it, 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 the movie's fine. I mean, it's, it, it's not, it's it's not the greatest thing ever ever came out of zombie town but, uh, but um compare, compare it to uh, Zack Snyder's 2004 Dawn of the Dead right i thought that's what we were going to do i mean are we going to grade it or are we going to wait till okay. no the grade, let's uh yeah let's grade uh, army of the dead right now which what which, which, what grade would you give army of the dead i'd probably give it a b plus oh okay yeah yeah i was going to give this a b, uh, uh, a, b uh, a b b plus, b plus because uh it would, yeah No, it was it was entertaining. That's what it was. I mean, I I knew what I was gonna get. get. I mean, it it's a little long, but it's fine. I mean, but you were never bored. That's the thing. No, because that opening that opening was incredible. That the the, both of them actually were pretty good. Um, Let me ask you this, Rich: Would you want to see an Army of Dead sequel? Uh, I mean, are you so are you fascinated with this? this world that zack snyder has built that you want to see more stories to come from it i wouldn't
1: mind but i wouldn't i wouldn't expect lightning to strike twice are you expecting anything from the prequel that's supposed to be you know with the german safe cracker like before the zombie apocalypse like does that interest you at all
0: that um because he um zach's only uh producing it right i mean that's going to be matthias's uh
1: Oh yeah, I think he's also directing it, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah he's also directing it. I think it's going to be interesting. And, it's going to be. Uh, it. Yeah, it's and also it's going to ha- feature more of uh, international cast. It's going to be mm-hmm. more British, German,
1: and kind. that that's going to probably be like an actual like heist film, right? I think yeah, so. I, mean, I think so. Plays,
0: like Lupin, Lupin. Oh yeah, oh, yeah cool. Lupin.
1: Yeah, Lupin. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm
0: interested interested in seeing it. I think it's. Like, like you guys were saying, I think it, it will be featured more high style because I think we're going to, because we never really got to see his safe cracker techniques in this film. Nope. And so maybe that we'll see that in this prequel. I'm, a, I, you know, who, who knows? Yeah. Well. But would you, would you want to see a sequel? Would you want, want Netflix to make a sequel to this movie, Rich? Sure. Let's go ahead and make a sequel with Haraoki's No Sonata. That's it, buddy. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why it would just be another, it'd be kind of like, uh, in many ways, like uh, Romero's sequels, you know, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead. You know, they weren't really like, you know, they didn't feature the same cast members or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. They were like very loosely connected. So it'd be something like that. All right. Uh, oh, oh, did we get your grade? Raymond, what, what grade would you give? I mean, oh, I, I give it, it a B.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So we're all kind of around the same, same feeling. We... I, I,
1: did, I did originally give, I was going to give it a B+, but I, I, I saw it a second time on second viewing. Uh, the, the, daughter, the father-daughter storyline bothered me a bit more in second viewing because, again, it just really brought the movie down. It slowed everything down when the movie's just, like, at a, a high-octane pace, like, really the entire time.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, a B for me. And we, we all give an A plus to Tig Nataro's performance at this point. Yeah, actually, I do because uh, that's she. It's other than, other than Dave Batista, she's the second star to me.
1: Well, I think the thing with, with Tig Nataro is that, you know, this movie has a lot of comedy, but every time there's a joke in the movie, it's not really funny. The, the movie's not hilarious. Yeah. Most of the humor in front of movie comes from like over the top zombie kills and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, whenever there's jokes, you know they kind of you know fall flat. So having taken the role and having her actually be really damn funny in the movie was just really refreshing and made her you know just so so much more likable than all the the rest of the characters in this movie. And you know, everyone was very good. And not to give anything away, but
0: don't you think that third act where the with the with the helicopter where she's that's aliens that's james cameron's aliens right with, true yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's why i got aliens vibes with more.
1: see what reminded what it reminded you of alien reminded me more of video games but all those video no, games no. were inspired by aliens no i got i got
0: i very much got a video game vibe too you know this feels like it's on a mission first per, person shooter type of mm-hmm. stuff here yeah definitely um all right, so let's get into the Dawn of the Dead. This is Zack Snyder's feature film debut. It was, was shot in 2004, and it was a remake of, you know, George Romero's classic film. And it was written by James Gunn. Uh, let's just go on. You know, we all know that. It, it, yeah, it's a remake. Yeah. Well, how would you describe it, Rich? It's, you got a whole, it's... Bunch of, whole, whole bunch of survivors of the zombie apocalypse. Uh, they take refuge at a huge mall shopping mall. This was the first film that made zombies run, right? No, I think I it was think 28 so, Days right? Later. Oh, 28 Days Later? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, no,
1: they came out like the same year though. No? I think 20 Days 28 Days Later came out a year before. And oh, I did and, it. and I remember that well, movie This movie took this movie must have taken much longer to film though than 28 Days Later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I remember I remember Danny Boyle getting a lot of flack from zombie guys. You know, mm-hmm. fanatic saying, "This is not a real zombie movie. They're they're moving too fast." And he and then he had to really come out and say, "No, it's not a zombie movie. They're infected." He was playing. And he was playing up the infected part. This is not, you know. So, but it, it is a zombie movie. Yeah, but I I remember a lot of flack, even more from Zack Snyder's when the, this movie came out. I mean, there was more flack though be, before the movie came out. <laughs> it was yeah, but it, it was a lot more flack because. This was carrying the name George A. Romero's. Yeah, there was the remake, and mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, what's what, what's your memories of watching it for the first well, time? Well,
1: I I I still remember going. I seen this movie in theaters. Oh, did you? Do right. you? I yeah, because I, re, I remember the the trailers were coming out for this film, and the trailers were good. <laughs> the trailers for this movie were good. You were young. How uh,
0: how old were you when you watched this in theaters? You were young. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was this was like a. Junior high guys get together. Does that type of movie where all the junior high friends get together and watch a movie not on the weekend? Not really.
1: Not not not, re- not not necessarily. But I I went with my friends and um uh just just small group, and the theater was extremely packed. I remember, mm-hmm. but I, I I I just I remember really like loving the movie, being very invested in the movie, but not liking the ending as as a kid back then i remember not liking the ending i remember being very disappointed by the way the movie ended but over time as you know revisiting the film especially like in the uh in the dvd days Hmm. i didn't mind the ending anymore i i grew on me i i liked the film i thought was i thought it was one of the better zombie films but um you know revisiting the movie recently for this uh uh you, you just wanted to revisit the movie because of army dead was coming out yeah so and um i i i think this movie shows just that zack snyder needs really strong actors when he makes a movie i mean i i, I thought the performances in this were like really really stuck just stuck out um to to the point that it just like brought the movie down for my for myself. And who who you're talking about? Some of like the, the the kids. Like there was the the e- girl. Every well put it this way. I think the only performances that I was like okay with were like Ving Rames. and he's a stock character. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Ty Burrell because he his character had some personality. Yeah. <laughs> But um, no, I didn't, I didn't really like any of the performances in this You didn't movie. like S- really?
0: Sally or Sarah Pauly? You didn't like Sarah Pauly's
1: performance? I thought she was okay. okay. I thought she was okay. I liked her a lot. I remember when I was younger and I saw this movie, I, was, I really loved her performance. And then when I watched it now, I was just like, she's fine. But I think part of the reason why um, I, I didn't enjoy the performances as much is because I, when, I, when I originally watched this movie, it was just completely over the top crazy zombie movie and then when i watched it now it didn't feel that crazy and over the top maybe Mm -hmm. because we how how the genre has grown since then yeah but the movie didn't didn't feel that crazy actually felt kind of (laughs) grounded for a zombie movie (laughs) i thought the movie felt kind of grounded and that's why the performances really really stuck out to me and i was like these performances don't feel grounded these characters don't feel grounded all the characters felt like stock characters i mean and that's why I, I kind of liked Army of the Dead, how, yeah, all the characters are... It's a much worse script than this, but I felt like that movie really embraced, like, this is a live-action video game. And this movie, I felt like, you know, it's still trying to be grounded. And what didn't help things is just about a month ago, um, I, I happened to revisit um, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. And I, I, Recently, um, they released a 4K box set, you know, with, with the, the cans, extended cut of uh, Dawn of the Dead. I had never seen that version of the film and while re-watching the original *Don and the Dead, you know, you watch the characters in that movie still feel real, they still hold up, they the performances might not all be the best, but you believe in all the characters, all the characters are fleshed out. And then you watch this one and it's like, man, these, this, the script's just not doing it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's my fault for rewatching, you know, the, the original classic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but don't... it's just, you know, you compare the characters in that movie to this movie and even the acting, and it's just, this one just doesn't do it mm. for, I think for the time the, but you got to give um, 2004 Zack Snyder's Don mm-hmm. the dead credit. For I think really um, re- reinventing the zombie genre and really kind of giving it a new life and taking it to where it is now, because I don't think the zombie genre would get to where it is now if it weren't for his remake of Dawn of the Dead.
0: Yeah, and it was this you know this remake was uh, received well by fans and critics, even though um, Danny Boyle's Twenty Eight Days Later. I think a lot of fans were kind of were not sure how to accept that kind of fast moving the fast moving zombie type of, of archetype. Which now it's is kind considered
1: of considered a classic now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's yeah, but at the time I think people were still kind of figuring out what the hell I mean Pyrrhus. It was like Pyrrhus her complaining about this stuff. But I think both you know both movies, which came out around the same time, uh really reinvented the, the genre. And uh because why me and Rich originally saw the 28 days later mm-hmm. again, because it's on Hulu and uh yeah I, I forgot how uh, to really quick to talk about 28 days later I, I forgot how much you know the walking dead is so much uh, st- stole so much from that movie yeah the premise and everything yeah. yeah it's like uh it's almost the same thing it's like walking dead is actually the it's just like this expanded universe of that film uh but um I I think uh
1: both 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 filmmakers need a, need a lot of credit for for reinventing this genre again I remember I remember when I originally, cause I also saw 28 days later in theaters. Uh, I remember, um, r- when I watched that film originally, I, to me, it was almost like a drama. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that, that's what, that's what I, that's what I loved about Dawn of the dead. It was, it felt like a really just dark drama. And, um, I always felt that a lot of the backlash for <laughs> 28 days later was cause people wanted more of a straightforward, like Dawn of the dead type of horror film yeah. and not like something that was so serious. I don't know. That was always my that was always my take on it. <laughs> I think it's also yeah, it's also very much a
0: post-apocalyptic. It's both films take place after 9/11. You know, we're still kind of um traumatized by that event and uh both kind of have this dark, you know, depression feeling about mm-hmm. it you know, and, and mistrust mm-hmm. of of the of of people. And I think uh uh but but Richard, what's what's your history of Dawn of the Dead? This this Zack Snyder's film What was the first time you saw it and well you know how I love horror movies (laughs) Um, I I first heard about this film well I saw the trailer of course Uh, I first heard about this film um, from going to um, a smaller um, uh, convention in LA because I went to go see um, I was going to go see the Hellboy um, presentation and there was a dawn of the dead presentation right before or whatever and Zack Snyder came out with some of the uh, the cast members, uh-huh. and he he de- he debuted the first five minutes of the movie. Oh wow, really? So I saw it there, and that impressed me so much that I think I went to go see it in theaters. That was in the Shrine. The Shrine? No, it was another Comic Con. I think it was. It might have been a Fangoria Con. It was a horror related one. Mm-hmm. But I, I went to go see you know Guillermo's no, Hellboy first five minutes is like the best part of the movie. Exactly that. The, the, and I wasn't impressed so much that, that I was impressed by that so much because I, did, I didn't know anything about this movie coming out and all that. But, you were like, who's this Zack Snyder guy?
1: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Did you yeah, exactly.
0: Did you know anything about the original film, Dawn of the Dead? No, because I, I, I'm not a fan of horror films. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, of course I knew about them. I mean, the-, the Night, Night of the, living. the Dead. Yeah, and Dawn of the Yeah, of course I knew, I knew about it. I mean, I think Night of the Living Dead it has become like this cultural icon at the time and it like permeated popular culture Kind of like, like Psycho, you know. It just became something. You know, even if you didn't see the movie, you saw the movie. You know, Night of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead. I think it just became one of those kind of things that was everyone talked about. It. it wasn't. But I preferred I preferred Return of the Living Dead. Okay. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, but I saw. think Dawn of the Dead was a much cult, much more kind of obscure film, or at mm-hmm. least a, a film that kind of been was forgotten at the time. I mean, this is my take. I because I, I don't really remember it. I mean, I think the first time I saw Romero's Dawn of the Dead was in a convention, a horror convention, and someone was playing playing on a little TV, because they, right. se- they were selling uh, VHS probably at the time, like bootlegs probably, like the European right. cut or whatever. And I remember watching it, I go, is this a real movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it was the scene where the, the guts were, they were pulling out the guts.
1: Uh-huh. It
0: was the elevator scene, I think. Where mm-hmm. And I go... This really happened? People did this? Like a filmmaker actually did this gory stuff that's so disgusting. What is this movie? And I need to learn about it. And, and didn't really like that. in
1: Tom Savini's in it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Didn't really didn't really understand that it was actually connected to Nine of the Living Dead because both movies are totally different. You know, one's black and white. This same, was... and
1: same with Land of the Dead, man. Like you, would, I I remember when I I was like much older in my teens when I connected that all three of them were actually related. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, so I mean, uh, 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 really was uh, you know got into the horror movies because of this zombie genre. And so when Don, you know, when Snyder's came out with Donovan Dead*, I kind of maybe uh, dismissed it as some kind of MTV film or something, you know, like. Yeah, because I heard he was a, a commercial director, so I thought it was just yeah, another Michael way. Bay, a music video director. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And this was his first film, and yeah, it, what? Yeah, what yeah. And, and you know, when I when I finally went to see it, the, you know, the movie, I go, "Oh wow, this is not that bad. This is actually a really good, strong." Did you I see mean, it in theaters? No, I I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Uh, but, but I, I remember when uh, not cool like me and Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I back then I don't know. I uh, if I went to the movie theaters back then, it would be it would have been like smaller independent movies.
1: Yeah, I know it was like to go see a movie you don't even remember. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't. I like I was such a kind of an indie kind of like uh, you know what's the next you know you know you know Miramax film or whatever you know you know like uh, Miramax uh, or, or, you would
1: su- you would support this one scenes one not you <laughs> or like
0: remember the, the studio artisan remember artisan i would like to, what's playing in artisan barely. <laughs> artisan i think i think they made made i think the distributed made and mm, pie didn't geez. they did pie anyway Maybe, so yeah. i would like it was a real big kind of indie kind of uh sundance kit or whatever but uh, uh um so this MTV movie didn't appeal to me. But and when I went to went I went to see it, also I was at the time I probably was going back to a lot of 70s and 80s movies. I was watching a lot of uh of I was renting a lot of movies. Um Richard when we re-watching this film what was your thoughts? Um yeah, I I thought it, and it holds up. It, it, it held up a little bit, yeah, but a little bit, you know, um, was off about it, but not not that much at all. I mean, <laughs> I, I still I was still impressed by the beginning. I mean, and you know, I still liked the character. I still liked uh, uh, Michael Kelly in it. I thought he was yeah. always great in it. Mm-hmm. And Ty Burrell, I never really liked in Whatever, uh, what's the, what's that? <laughs> Modern, modern family? family. Modern Family. I never liked Modern Family, but I liked Ty Burrell in this. <laughs> this, is probably, this is probably the first time I ever saw yeah, the him. Yeah, first and, time I ever saw him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, him and uh, I think He's I seen Jake Weber. Dealer. I think I seen Jake Weber before somewhere, but of course, being Rams, you know, was m- the most po- was the most I- I've seen. And uh, Sarah Polly was, you know, the Miss Canada. So yeah, she was from a uh, go. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think uh, when we. Rewatching this recently, uh, Zach Webb or um, Jake Weber's performance is probably the one that stuck out more for me, yeah, because I go, Wow, that guy is doing something here. Um, I kind of liked his character actually, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I remember seeing him in the uh, uh, U571 and going, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, like Sarah I, I, I always liked Sarah Polley's performance in this film and I, mm-hmm. I, I she's despite what uh, Raymond has to say about her I, I, <laughs> I, I still think it's a strong performance and I think it's, it's just kind of uh in an alternate universe she would have been a bigger star uh, unfortunately she kind of uh, you know she she has become a, uh, a known filmmaker in Canada and um, she has directed a couple of things but she has kind of kind of dropped off the map recently I don't know if she's coming making a comeback or I don't know what's the deal with her but I always liked her performance in this I always liked her performance in Go maybe Go is probably All a right. better performance but or, or a better showcase of her talents uh, or at least her acting talents um, I, I, I would agree with that <laughs> and so but I do like to I like her in this, this film I like uh I guess you know Michael Kelly, like you guys said. I, I do like the cast. I, I don't. I don't have a big problem with it, but it does. I think it does kind of slow down for a for a, a moment in the second half, and when we get to the zombie baby stuff, yeah, I, I Mackay Pfeiffer and the the, the the wife or whatever, and I threw me off a little bit. That's all. Yeah, but I, st- I still think it's a it's a. But the, we need we needed the zombie baby. Though. I. Yeah. <laughs> I still think it's a I still think it's a good, extraordinary film debut of a of a director. I mean this is sure. his first mm-hmm. film and to to you know, to make a really exciting film. And, and, and you know, a lot of people oh. think is his best film still. I used
1: to think that And then mm-hmm. Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would I would I would say Justice League's his best movie, but um the uncut or the, the director's <laughs> cut.
0: <Yeah>. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh what what What's the best zombie film, 2003-2004? Uh, 28 Days Later, Dawn of the Dead, or Shaun of the Dead?
1: That's tough, man. Mm. Those are like three of the best like in the genre, period. I mean, like, I, I would say the the, weak, the weakest is Dawn of the Dead of those three. Um, yeah,
0: me too. Mm. Um, I, I think I, I'll say 28 Days Later because I think it's, it came first even watching it because i just re you know like i said we re- re-watched it recently and even the sequel is good yeah the sequel is very good too and no one really talks about that or maybe people i don't know but yeah i, I i'll say 28 days later because it the even though it's shot on video <laughs> yes I, it works though to the movie's benefit it's probably one of the best looking video shot at the time because now everything's digital but at the time if you look at like a like even like Bamboozled, which is a film that we mentioned earlier, um uh, yeah. it looks quite terrible. And yeah. But 28 Days, they, they did it right. It looks looked like it is a style choice. It and gives it, it
1: a found footage vibe without being a found footage movie. Yeah. And in and
0: watching it now, after the pandemic, after watching all these videos with with Zoom calls, it makes even more sense. <laughs> so it has more of a relevance. I do. I have to agree a lot with a lot of people about you know what they say about this movie. This does feel like a drama. This doesn't have a lot of action, but it does has a lot has a lot to say about human human reaction to to desperate times. You know, you're talking about 28 Days. I to, both actually, actually, I think all three films. You could say that about all three films. But yeah, I, I guess mean, so. Uh, uh, the, but the the fact that they reinventing that genre. And it's really kind of more of a po- po- post-apocalyptic, and also that zombie thing. It's it's turning the zombie into a parable of of society declining or decaying to a point of of savage tree, savagery, savagery. Mm. And I think uh, that's that wasn't really George Romero's take on it. Obviously, the first Night of the Living Dead was about civil rights. You know, he was making a a social uh, commentary on that. Donald of dead his his 1978 film was about consumerism and land of dead was about the bush years and uh now it, i think the zombie is now has become more mainstream it, it has now become more kind of a uh, just a reason to kill things
1: you know let me interrupt what you're saying mike let me interrupt what you're saying please what what do you like more Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead or George Romero's Land of the Dead because they oh, came out around the same time. I freaking love Land of the Dead. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. So, wait, wait, after rewatching this, I think Land of go, the Dead. You I go think, Land? I, I go Land. I, I go I, Land too. I go Land. I freaking
0: love Land of the Dead. And I think it's because it, it does, it is about. You know about elites being thinking they're safe because they're they're set up in the tower and they think the zombies won't cross the the water and, the, mm-hmm. and, and I mean Romero has so much social commentary in his films that doesn't have to hit you over the head with the, with with platitudes you know it's like he's so great at that and he's and also he's doing it with zombies and horror genre you know and he elevates the genre from from, from being just a simple kind of. uh torture film or like a, a horror torture thing you know like i i i love the the filmmaker man he's a really kind of the, a great social commentary horror filmmaker and land of day was just great <laughs> land of day was, and also it's 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 just a great action movie too
1: did you ever watch diary of the day no i haven't i haven't maybe, I haven't. maybe we should review that sometime i've never watched it either <laughs>
0: i mean it's a sequel <laughs> Speaking of George Romero, there was a film that he did that was considered Lost that's going to be released on Shudder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called... Like, uh, uh, it was Amusement of the Dead or something like that? The Amusement Park. It was, amusement, it was, park. Like... It was a amusement Park, which is a film that was supposed to be shot for... No, it was a... It was like... I'm not sure... I'm not... But the movie, the movie was shot, right? I mean... It... The, yeah, it's a, the Amusement Park. It was... Uh, it's, it's a... It was commissioned by the Utheran Society. It was supposed to be in this educational film about elder abuse and ageism, but he made it into, like, this horror movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, it, supposedly, they thought it, the print was lost forever, but someone, in 2018, they 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 discovered this lost print, and they restored it to, it to 4K, and it's going to be released on Shudder, I guess, pretty soon, in mm-hmm. June 8th. June eighth, so uh, I'm
1: reading it's only fifty two minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we
1: should man. It'd be, we should do a double feature of that and Diary of the Dead. Okay, like let's, let's finally watch Diary of the Dead. Right? Let's let's do it. I'll finally open my Blu-ray of Diary of the Dead. <laughs> I think I've had it for like ten years. But uh yeah, what was it? Well, how about you, Rich? what's What's your favorite like a uh, Romero film or zombie film in, in general? Uh.
0: Oh, zombie film in general. Yeah, The Walking Dead.
1: <laughs> what? I'm offended. I quit The Walking Dead after four seasons. <laughs> I had to put that out there. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's our review.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, Rich, let's let's just for fun. How would you grade Dawn of the Dead, the the Zack Snyder version? Oh, I would also give it a B plus. Yeah, I'm gonna give this. I would give this a B too. I mean, I think it still holds up. I think it's it's a, a solid, still a solid film, a solid film for, from Zach. Uh, is it his best film? It's up there. It's definitely up there, and it's a great de- debut from uh, from a a filmmaker that would end up becoming one of the great music video directors turned filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even the music holds up. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I like all the sequences into the music sequences in that film, too. Uh, Raymond, If uh, how would you grade Dawn of the Dead?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, I mean, I, I clearly loved the movie when I was younger. Uh, revisiting it this time around uh, after a very long time didn't have the same effect on me. Um, I viewed it more of as a, a zombie drama film this time and the drama story stuff it's just it's not the best maybe i was being a little harsh on the actors but regardless i i think that i didn't care about any of the characters in the movie <laughs> I, they had no effect on me i, I do not remember any of their names or anything and i don't know as a drama i think the movie kind of uh, falls flat oh wow and, um, mm. so I, I kind of uh, i give it i give it a c plus um, Still, you know, it's it's a, it's still a very good first film from from Zack Snyder, and I think you know at the time it was definitely a great movie. It's just you know I th- I don't think it, it quite holds up. Okay. All
0: right, so that was uh, our take on the Zack Snyder's zombies films, uh, Army of the Dead, which is available now on Netflix, and Dawn of the Dead, which is uh, I don't think it's available anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure odds no, are you should have. Yeah, odds mm-hmm. odds. It's yeah. It should be on your bookcase somewhere. But uh, um, what, what, what's your final thoughts on Zack Snyder as a director at this moment? It, where where do you want to see him go from now on? For, does he should he do more horror? Or should he go back to comic books, or, or what's your take? Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be green screen. So just just keep on doing the green. I mean, <laughs> uh, this is this is his time. I mean, pandemic time. Uh, other directors are scratching their heads wondering how they're going to be able to shoot their films now in a, in a pandemic but he, he he's been doing this since day one basically yeah he, he, he could he knows how to direct he you can, know in tight 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 situations and stuff like that yeah yeah he could actually replace somebody in a movie <laughs> during yeah. the pandemic uh, Raymond what's your what's your thoughts on the future of Zack Snyder I mean where should he go from now uh, from here should he do more horror movies? Should he beca- or maybe he should go back to doing superheroes or maybe do a just I a think, simple drama?
1: I think he should do whatever he wants. Um I he he's he's talked about uh, wanting to do an adaption of the the the, the Fountainhead, right? Mm-hmm. Which would would certainly be something um of a departure for for Zack Snyder. So I mean I'd be very curious how that turns out. I mean just let I just let the guy do whatever he wants. I mean I think he's earned it at this point. I mean he really Oh
0: wait wait is... wait 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 wait. I got to just I disagree on that. He huh? could direct whatever he wants, but he's got to have a screenwriter. <laughs> he's got to have a screenwriter with attached to it cuz I think Army of the Dead was mostly him of course, but um he got lucky with that one
1: well if he if he does if he does the fountainhead i'm pretty sure he's not going to write it himself
0: okay yeah but definitely you know have some writing involved because we can't we can't see another sucker punch
1: yeah he's he's not he's not he's not a strong writer and um one one of the things that also kind of worries me about him maybe doing the fountainhead is um i i am actually not a big fan of his directing of dramatic moments i think in a lot of his movies but I would still really like to see what it, what it would, what, what would happen if he directed a drama. It could, it could be pretty interesting, even if it's not good. It could still be pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> well, he didn't he have another kind of drama in the works that he wanted to do about a v- war veteran called the photograph, something or like a war journalist film or something like that. Like there was another project that he was working on too that never came to fruition. Wasn't that a short film? Oh, was it?
1: I not I thought it was a whole feature film that he never got to make. Um, you could be right, but I, I, I'm, I thought what you're referring to was was a short film that he that he made. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, personally, I mean, I'd be very, very curious to see what it what it's like to see Zach Snyder tackle a genre like a drama or something like that. But you know me, what I want to see him do is more DC. No, I don't think it's possible now. I know, I know, but that's what I want. <laughs> that's he what knows. I want. The, do you guys have a film. specific graphic novel you would like to see him adapt, or a comic book character? Mm. I know you guys like a lot of like dark horse characters, right? <laughs>
0: let him do Lobo. Yeah, that would be cool because uh, that's all otherworldly shit. I mean, so you <laughs> could bring bring the green screen to that. There you go, Jason Momoa, give him a call.
1: They were gonna let. Um, they were gonna have Michael Bay do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, th- I think Dave wasn't Dave Batista talking about. Gears of War, didn't they say something? They were
1: talking about that. I don't know. With Zack Snyder? Yeah, something like that. Or at least... That that would be a perfect movie for Zack Snyder to do, because Army of the Dead really reminded me a lot of Gears of War. Oh, okay. And Bautista looks like the main character from
0: Gears of War. I think he said that in an interview while promoting this movie that he was...
1: I mean, he it, said he said many times in many interviews in the past that he wants to make a Gears of War movie. He wants to play the lead character, but, uh, and he's also said that he he wants to play Lobo. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
0: I would like to. I would like to see him do Death Dealer, for the Frank Frazetta's Death Dealer, and to, like make his own Frazetta's universe, mm-hmm. like a Conan kind of thing, like 300, like 300, Ro- like a Robert Rodriguez was supposed to launch something in that you know he i think he has the rights to it or or at least he's the first man on the list Mm -hmm. to direct something on that franchise yeah i could see zack snyder do definitely i could see zack snyder do something like that i could i would love to see zack snyder take on conan you know reboot conan oh that'd be cool (laughs) you know like uh and he he does and i i wish you know the thing i don't want to see him go back to is like the 300 style I know he kind of invented that, or he at least he brought in. Well, the, what, do you, what do you mean necessarily about the three hundred style? Well, it's a, it was like that Frank Miller kind of gra, very graphic kind of set on a. Obviously, it's a uh, it's on a green doesn't screen. He, doesn't
1: he do that also in Watchmen and Justice League?
0: No. No, because well, I think it's more kind of photoreal in that movie. Where I think in three hundred it was supposed to make supposed to look like the comic but come to life oh
1: okay i understand what you're saying i we're, understand
0: what you're saying yeah whereas it's very graphic and it's very dark and it's obviously they're not in a, in a mountain top. you know <laughs> they're fighting you know where we're you just know honestly
1: i think i think a lot of that was just like Zack snyder early on in his career just like kind of figuring things out i think he's just kind of perfected it maybe you're right maybe you're right maybe you're right
0: because the, you, you know even with this film army of the dead it seems like it was full to real, and obviously, it's he did not shoot this in Las Vegas or no, you know, I mean,
1: yeah. I think he's just perfected it.
0: I think, I think, well, I right. think it was his answer to uh, Sin City. I mean, yeah, it, it was you know, it was uh, Sin City was basically Frank Miller's combo brought to, to life a picture, mm-hmm. and 300 was basically Frank Miller's. And comic book brought to life that's all it was what, what, what we thought it is his his, uh, his style in army of the dead but because he's the he's a cinematographer for this film and they use a special digital camera it had a very soft uh focus depth yeah depth, depth he, of field in this film what well okay i'm just i'm just glad it was just 185 not what 144 or whatever <laughs> <laughs> i thought you did a great job i thought the movie looked really good yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised how, how good it looked. Uh, I didn't like the trailer. I didn't like the look of the trailer. Mm. Uh, I was more pleased watching the watching the, the movie, uh, mm-hmm. seeing the visual styles that he, and also the look of the film. Anyway, I I think you know like I, I, whatever he does, I'm I'm watching it. I'm 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 think you know a year ago I was not a big Zack Snyder fan. Mm-hmm. After Justice League you know, this new cut of justice league and this movie, I I think I'm, I am, I have to say I am a Zack Snyder fan now. And, um, yeah,
1: this is the perfect moment moment for me to put in that. I really think that Zack Snyder with this movie and, and with his distinct styles, you know, so all over justice league and really just so all over his DC movies. I really feel that, you know, genre wise, that zack snyder is probably the closest that we have nowadays to like a to like you know a a great genre filmmaker like a romero or a a carpenter i think zack snyder is really the only only guy right now making genre films like that that you can that has an auteur style to it i mean and uh i i mean i love that we have a a genre filmmaker that you know that has a sensibility let me ask you this are you Still looking forward to World War Z sequel? I was never really looking forward to it because I didn't think it was that good. Oh,
0: man. All right. Uh, that's it. Uh, unless you got anything else to say, Rich, Raymond, let's, let's close this out. Stick a pin in it. All right. Well, that's it for you, Raymond? Yeah. All right. All right. So that was it for this episode of Inside Flicks. Thank you for listening. Uh, Rich, if people want to hear our past episodes, where can they go? Well, if they want to hear more of us, they can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, and even iHeartRadio. But you can always find us on Spotify, and you can find all our links on InsideFlix.com. Okay, uh, thank you for listening to InsideFlix. We'll be back with a new episode very soon. All right. Bye-bye.